Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Machines podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. Hello, I'm Dude. And today, the tribe has spoken, and we must watch Survivor. It's the oh. is it eye of the key door, it's the thrill of the fight. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's my, my first line of my note, says Eye of the Tiger. Oh, wow, I, I didn't even think about that. Oh. <laughs> You're just not rock enough. I'm not in the 80s enough, I guess. Jeez. <laughs> and yeah, actually, this, uh, this just aired on the cusp of uh, the Survivor phenomenon in America. They, they probably wouldn't oh. have called it this if this had aired a year later. <laughs> yeah. Awkward. Too much of an association with a naked guy walking around? Yeah. Which was like a, a huge phenomenon. I, I assume it's still on TV, but uh, certainly not the way it used to be. Probably. With, uh, with my high school classmates doing very accurate impressions of that uh, lady trucker who was on that first season. <laughs> I, I didn't watch it. I was too hip. I was too much of a hipster. I saw it was some of it, too but... popular for me to to watch. I watched <laughs> too much of it because my dad was a fan. Yeah, my mom was a fan, so I saw some of it. I saw more Aww. Big Brother the first season, but after no, after that, no. Reality TV was done after one season. For anyway, uh, Beast Machine. <laughs> Yeah, so first aired November 27th, 1999, uh, written by Bryn Chandler Reeves, uh, previously also wrote Revelations Part 1, Discovery, oh. and she's also written a bunch of other, like, Batman the Animated Series and uh, Phantom 2040, all sorts of stuff, and uh, directed uh, directed by Dennis Heaton, who would uh, go on to uh, co-write the uh, 2006 zombie movie Fido, which I'm quite fond of. Huh. Hmm. I haven't seen that, but I should. Oh, that's with uh, Carrie Ann Moss and uh, oh, that uh, Billy Connolly. It's, uh, it's oh. Canadian. Really? Huh. Oh, yes. eh. It's a <laughs> zombie comedy. It's pretty good. I like those. Yeah. Anyway, we open with Megatron. We haven't seen Megatron in like three episodes. Wow, have we really? seen this angle for his lair before? I don't think we have. No. no. It's a super cool angle. Yeah, the the council citadel is really well designed. It looks super cool. Yeah, it's just the one dude living in it. Well, one dude and his uh, pet flying BB-8. Yay! <laughs> I love Diagnostic Drone. He's so great. Except it's way more sarcastic than BB-8. Uh, yeah, I have trouble. So you're saying he's R2D2? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Why? <laughs> right? He's like he's half R2D2, half C-3PO. I, I have yeah. trouble believing that something this sarcastic can be, you know, not considered sentient. Yeah, yeah that is kind of strange. He's people. He's clearly people. He does sass. I wonder if Megatron put a spark in him and just told him he was a drone. Aww. Um, we do later find out. We, we're going to find out that's not true in the next episode, actually. Hmm. Yeah. He's just yeah, I guess it strange. could be. 
So anyway, at the Council Citadel, Megatron is mad because once again they tried to uh, purge his organic form, and once again it did not work. Yay. Oh, and, he... and Diagnostic Drone raises a very good point that perhaps Megatron should just get a new body entirely. And he's, he's got a bunch of schematics behind him, and one of them is uh, going to look very familiar in several episodes. Yeah, well, I think everything else other than that one we've seen, was like one of them's like the armored cannon body they gave to Rat Trap. Right. Yeah, the so that's a little preview for next season, guys. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Yay! Oh, and speaking of that armored thing he gave Rat Trap, Megatron comments on the idea of transferring to a new body. Leave my spark vulnerable? Not even for an instant. But you, Rat Trap, weak component. <laughs> well, I mean, well th- that's the thing, though. That's why he wouldn't leave his spark vulnerable. He, he didn't really have any power over that, and that actually works with that episode. Yeah. Because he yeah. made this deal with Rat Trap to keep his spark protected. And that just barely worked to make sense why he's paranoid to take his spark out, but, like, yeah. that would solve all your problems, Megatron. Well, just yes. Send the V-Cons really out for an all-out take... offensive, and it, it could deal with itself. Yeah, or yeah. just have, like, jet storm and thrust protect your body while you're doing that. Yeah, but those guys kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, I mean... You could probably trust them. No, you could possibly trust them more than you would trust Rat Trap, but maybe. At this Only point, I wouldn't really trust any of them. Yeah. Anyway, the Diagnostic Drone has another idea then. So, uh, hey, this Night Scream guy, he just kind of got a beast mode out of nowhere. So maybe we can s- capture him, study that, and then reverse it. Uh, doop, doop, dop, you're in a robot body. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's... It doesn't make sense. It's like just reversing the polarity science, yeah. but... Yeah, but that works in Transformer, so I'm going to say good plan. Yeah, it, it does <laughs> Fair enough, work, so, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. I in do fact, feel like it in, was a kind of stupid plan from the sound of it. In fact, in the first Transformers movie, they literally reverse polarities, and that solves all their problems. <laughs> yeah. yeah. True. Get old TFTM. So, hey, this is a good idea. It's time to summon Team Rocket here, and uh, <laughs> via kind of a neat split-screen effect where they, like, they're like they sort of on panels and they crash down. Yeah. It yeah. has a really cool composition, although it looks like it's a weirdly squashed aspect ratio, and yes. like they rendered it at below the resolution the episode is aired at and upscaled it. Yeah, there are quite a few shots in this that like the aspect ratio seems like hair off. Like things are squished vertically a bit more. Mm-hmm. But we, I, I think we, we haven't gotten enough of those like really interesting little panel shots lately, and and that makes me sad. Yeah, yeah I want to see more of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the highlight so, of some yeah, of the so, early so, episodes when things were still a little rough. Yeah. So yeah, Vicon generals, go take this diagnostic drone and get me a night screen. And so they turn to leave, but uh, Tankor lingers a little longer. And is curiously mute. Yes. Standing it's as if there glaring. Paul Dobson isn't working on the show anymore. <gasps> He'll still be there for a moment. Yeah, actually, we are going to hear him later in the episode. Then we get a nice, fun transition to the catacombs of Cybertron. Yeah, Ooh. a lot of nice little shots of uh, interior Cybertron here. And uh, Primal and Rattrap are trying to do the same R2-D2 memory recovery that they did with Tankor. Uh, except presumably this time they won't find out that 
Night Scream is also evil. That would be interesting. That would be a twist. I was I thought you were going to say this time they won't find out that Night Scream is also Rhinox. <laughs> oh, jeez, that would be a twist. <laughs> that would be a twist. I've been stuck in here this whole time. And I and I've decided that you're not my real dad, Optimus Primal. <laughs> All I wanted was a Pepsi Optimus. A Pepsi. And you wouldn't give it to me. She's not my my mother, Todd. <laughs> Night Scream, man. Speaking of petulant Fly. Night Scream, like they're arguing about losing friends, and they both say, "Oh, we've all, we've all lost friends." So, friends is about the only reference we ever are going to get to Dinobot anymore. He was just a friend. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're new to the show, it, it, it works well enough if he just says friends. And because there are also other people who died, like uh, Tigatron and Air Razor. Yeah. yeah. And well, also yeah. their kid and or fused self. <laughs> I mean, you However, got along that Air, worked. You got along with Air Razor pretty well. She was carrying him around all the time as a bird. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like that whole exchange seemed like it was either written by somebody who'd never watched Beast Wars or was edited so it would sound that way to someone who had never watched Beast yeah. Wars. Because it seems to vastly overestimate the scope of what the Beast Wars were. Like, even in-universe, the idea that it's an actual war seems kind of questionable. Yes. I mean, they did... I, I did appreciate that they we got another Beast Wars name drop, though. Yeah. Uh, true. It was nice. I always love it when they call it the Beast Wars. Yes. <laughs> Bo- Beast minor police action hostage <laughs> standoff. The Beast Skirmish. <laughs> Sadly, I don't think we ever get a Beast Machines name drop. Aw, what? Well, probably not, because it's a wonkier title that doesn't work Jetstorm, in the Jetstorm, get me those Beast Machines. Oh, They could use it to refer to themselves, but yeah. they, I guess they've got Technorganic for that. Yeah, the problem is they were kind of already Beast Machines. Yeah, if, if anything, you would call this the Machine Wars, because there's an armada. Oh, that's even more confusing. Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen one Thunderclash. <laughs> well, it's okay. It was uh, actually Night Scream. They just reused Thunderclash's uh, box art. Mm. Anyway, we also find out that uh, while the uh, while the Beast Wars were happening, everybody on uh, Cybertron upgraded, and now they all have built-in Beast uh, DNA scanners, and they don't use Stasis pods anymore, which is a bummer because that's the name of our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that after G1, DNA scanners were probably a good idea when they, mm-hmm. you know, were trying to scan for the resident life forms and thought the cars and stuff were the resident life forms. <laughs> so, cassette it, tapes, guns. Yeah, you know, just things. So I think that was probably more reliable than Sky Spy and Teletran 1 ever were. Mm. Yes. So, yeah, so Optimus, okay, so that solves one question, but that only raises further questions. <laughs> like, oh. what did you scan? <laughs> yes. And so, hey, it turns out there was life on Cybertron, because I remember Rattrap swiped one of those fruits back in uh, Forbidden Fruit, and mm. he still got a huge-ass seed from it. Which makes me wonder, okay, so they were eating those fruits, like, whole, and turning into, uh, you know, grunting beasts. Yeah. Is that was that from the strain of trying to pass those giant seeds? 
Possibly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> giant oh, sesame seed that's like half the size of the fruit. I know. It's like it's like I mean, it's like, I guess they're like a uh, like a plum or something. Hmm. I love how Night Scream sees the seed and is just such a whiny jerk. Hey, oh, yes. those are from my tree. Those are like, my seed. Like, what are you even doing with it, Night Scream? You don't even have pockets. <laughs> well, he has a fruit seed. bat, so. Maybe it's a fruit bat who also drains energy from people. He's all kinds of bat. Yeah, he's all all the bats, like all the various varieties of bats, just except, all rolled up into one. Except cute. Yeah, but anyway, I I, I like the interaction here more because uh, Night Scream is more the outsider, whereas the Maximals are kind of getting along now. Yeah, the dynamic works better here. Yeah. You know, they just they have the, you know they have to get Rat Trap. From attacking Night Scream, but it's not all Rat Trap. Don't attack Night Scream. Also, you're completely useless. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, is this the first time in Beast Wars or Beast Machines we've had a mid-episode flashback? I think it is. Yeah, because we do get a a flashback complete with clips from Forbidden Fruit. In case you forgot that, which sure makes sense. Yeah. F- fills up a little episode time, saves us some uh, some of that sweet Canadian money. <laughs> It's worth a lot these days, I guess. And and it's very colorful. Yes. Actually, no, I believe this around 1999, our dollar was uh, in the proverbial crapper, so... Well, okay, uh, I mean, I meant now. Oh, now. Yeah, we're doing okay. Yeah, 1999 was when I used to to occasionally find my way over to Windsor and, you know, shop for Canadian-exclusive Sailor Moon dolls and stuff, so, yeah. I'm I'm aware of that sweet sweet <laughs> transfer there. So yeah, so Optimus now figures, okay, well the Oracle told me about the seeds of the future. Maybe this is literally the seed of the future. So uh, let's go back to where that tree was. Yeah, what and isn't the entire point of them changing bases to avoid places the Viacons know they've been? Why are you going back to the same place to plant it? Admittedly, you know it'll go I mean, maybe, there, but... Uh. Maybe they figure that they've made enough of a habit of not going back to the same places that the same place they've already been is the last place anyone will look for them. Maybe. I mean, they... I'm curious why they think the tree won't be mind-melting fruit again if they actually plant it. Well, maybe they're just not going to eat it this time. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe. Also, well, apropos of nothing, I liked the uh, circuit pattern fingernail paint that Optimus has on. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a neat detail. I'm going to have to do some of that. Ooh. I'll have to put that on the uh on our Facebook page. So Yeah. I I might not. I'm kind of lazy. That's also okay. We can cut this out. <laughs> or just suggest so somebody go make back there but of it. Yeah. Someone else do it. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, they go back there and it has been sealed off, I guess by Viacons. So Optimus, Cheetor, and Rat Trap lean against it and grunt. <laughs> Good job. Good job. No, it's a you pole know, door, like, guys. It's a pole. <laughs> Listen, I've done that when trying to move a couch, too. <laughs> oh, God, it's yeah. a Norman door, isn't it? <laughs> it looks like it's pretty obviously a door that they need to, like, be pulling apart. But, uh... But Night Scream has an idea. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Black Ragney has the idea that uh, you guys do it. Yes. Honestly, I can't plan for that. Seems like a pretty good plan to me. Yes. 
And that, also, that's... she doesn't really have, like, a lot of physical strength in spider mode. Yeah. That, those, that is the tactic I would be using, those though. Little pipe cleaner arms. Making other people do it. See, a Night Scream's idea is totally destroy it with my sonic attack. Good job. Yell at it. The, yeah, yeah that'll solve is... everything, you petulant little teenager. Ugh. And aside, I'm going to yell so loud I cause a cave-in and attract Viacons. Good job. Because Good job. the Viacons are tracking him using exactly that, his sonic frequency. Well, the diagnostic drone is because... Yeah, DD diagnostic is drone is just that good. Yeah, yes. I, and I like that uh, diagnostic drone gets to uh, go on an away mission this time. Yeah. 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 Gets out of the He's house, so gets some sun. Or <laughs> not sun, because they're on Cybertron, and we've literally not seen the sun in this show. Uh, we did see it in a flashback. <laughs> oh, yes, we did, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, before they can get through uh, oh, wait, the Vegon's no. attack. We also saw a sunrise. Oh, we did, yes. So yeah, Viacons attack. Uh, once again, yeah, everything is all weird with the Viacons now. Things are complicated. Yeah. And uh, the only one with that blessed simplicity is Jetstorm. <laughs> who... Oh, he's so good. He's still so good. There's another Black Rackney thrust moment, and Jetstorm just shoots her because he's just sick of this plot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's done. I There's told you of... he's... Oh, go ahead. He's gay. He doesn't care about these straight people. Well, he's narcissistic. Well, yeah. They're paying attention to each other. They should be paying attention to me. Yeah, yeah exactly. He just wants the attention. But yeah, soon they've got all the Maximals immobilized, and then they just take Night Scream and just leave the rest. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, nobody told yeah. them to get the rest of them. Some of them were buried under rubble that they may not have seen where they were. But yeah, a couple of them are just laying out there right next to Night Scream. And they only take oh, one. Yeah. There's a there's a point where Tankor seems to be shooting wildly, and it looks like he was animated to be screaming, even though he's not actually saying anything. Eh. Mm. Maybe he just wanted to scream. I mean, he has no mouth, but Truth. he must scream. And, and also, also he hates hates with every milliangstrom of circuitry in his body as though it was encoded with the word hate. Yes. <laughs> so good. So good. So, so there's a bit of Night Scream just being a total prick in this part too. Oh my goodness, he's he's the worst. Rattrap's like, Oh, if only our friend's spark wasn't in tank war. And then Night Scream is like, Well, good thing I didn't know him and then just goes and fights him. Yep. <laughs> it's not the worst thing Night Scream's ever done. It's pretty douchey, though. No, and it is pretty. It is a pretty cool, like three-man fight scene where they're all trying to take on oh, Tankor, yeah. and none of them can beat him because he's gigantic. Yeah, I think he's also, even uh, bigger his, than normal. Uh, his, he, he just yeah, he's uh, he's got like pim particles or something. Yeah, he's getting bigger every episode. It's Megatron's, the evil uh, inside him. Megatron's feeding him uh, robot growth hormone or something. Mm. <laughs> and the end of the fight sequence is just this bizarre thing where Tankor files, fires a missile at Cheetor and Night Scream, and it explodes, and then they, everyone freezes in midair, and then while they're frozen in midair, everything slowly turns white. Yeah. It was an interesting was effect, kind of very anime-y looking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad, it's just weird. Yeah. 
so yeah, they've uh, the Vicons have captured Night Scream. They've got them in one of those uh, regeneration chambers that uh, kind of look like coffins that uh, they used back in uh, the weak component. Sort of. At first, I thought it was just a backpack on Tankor's back. Cause, oh, he's just carrying around like uh, like Yoda. Yeah, like, like like he's carrying a little baby around, just just in a coffin <laughs> on his back, but it's actually floating on its own. And anyway, it's uh, it's not actually working, so they uh, they they crack it open, and uh, the drone gets in there with him, which uh, bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. And it figures that while he's in robot mode, his body's repairing itself, like uh, like an organic uh, <sighs> being. What? And we get to see some cells or something. Yeah, I don't know what that was supposed to be. Yeah, that's weird. Like, he has organic... Well, they say, like, nanomachines or something, but he scans him and it looks like he has cancerous growths inside him. Maybe those are, like, his weird robot organs? Yeah, I guess. Huh. But nanites. Yes. Yay, nanites. Nanomachines, son. Night Scream does the old, hey, I've got a secret, but you got to come in closer, and then he just blasts him. <laughs> wah, wah. So he's all, hey, Thrust, Jetstorm, get him. And uh, Thrust uses the wrong activation code. Uh, he does? <laughs> huh, yeah, I missed uh, that. He uses Accelerate, but it's usually uh, Overdrive. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh. Thrust, Overdrive. No, you you gotta read your series Bible, man, and your editors. They gotta be on this stuff. Yep. And then Tankwar <sighs> stays behind. Yep. <laughs> oh man. So uh so evil Rhinox sure escalated quickly. Well, <laughs> yep, no kidding. Yeah, so, <laughs> so he's digging him out and then oh, here come the Maximals, and they totally don't look to the side and see Tankor. We just... <laughs> Good job. Yep. Well, they're following the Vicons who made a beeline down that hallway. Yeah, yeah. And they've got Rattrap doing the uh, doing the radar thing with his pull-down baseball cap face shield thing. They do, and I have a note about this. that just, like He wants to track them, and then Optimus is just like, keep it brief. And I'm just reminded of, is it just me, or is this show less fun because the heroes only get to be in robot mode during direct conflicts, or when they're doing a thing where it's considered a risk for them to be in robot mode, they can't just be cool in robot mode without being in a fight. Uh, I mean, I was yeah. okay with that, because, I mean, they, they had the same limitation in Beast Wars initially, when they had to be And they in dropped Beast it after mode. season one. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, and we're in season one of this. Yeah, yeah, it's like, well, if they don't have an excuse to be in robot mode, they probably wouldn't be in robot mode much at all in this series. So, eh... I guess it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. Plus, I'd yeah. rather see Rat Trap in rat mode. It's less creepy. Okay, fair point. He's got a pretty good rat mode. It just seems weird that there's this anxiety hanging over them whenever they're in robot mode. Like, there's never a situation where it's just stuff's okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess... Like, the... even season one, you had the Axelon and being on the ship interacting with one another. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I guess the whole show is like that, though, because they are, like the only five sapient people on the planet who aren't trying to murder them. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah I mean, it is... They they wanted to, to turn up the intensity a little, I guess. I mean, it's it's kind of like the Matrix. Yeah. You know, once once you jack into the Matrix, you're in danger. You yeah. Have a, I almost said a bunch of Hugh Jackmans because I've totally blanked on that actor's name. 
Hugo Weaving. <laughs> Hugo Weaving. Hey, come on, he was Megatron, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, jeez, I know. Yeah. Hugh Jackman. They're both from Australia. Well, yes. I guess. They all I'm look just like... thinking of... I'm thinking of the Matrix... Uh, shoot, what was the second one? Revolutions? Uh, Revolutions? Reloaded. That was the third one. Oh. Reloaded. Yeah, I'm thinking of that scene one. in The Matrix Reloaded with, like, the Burly Brawl with all the Agent Smiths, except it's that one, uh, Marvel Comics What If, where there's the Wolverines from all dimensions where they're all just saying, Bub. <laughs> 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 I'm the best I do at what, I'm the best there is at what I do, Mr. Anderson. Ah. Uh. Anyway, so... And what I do is get beat up to make the new bad guy look cool. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Poor Mr. So, yeah, he uh, he digs up uh, the diagnostic drone and then reveals that, uh, oh, yeah, I'm Rhinox now. <laughs> yep. And further explains that he's not, uh, you know, he's not Rhinox and he's not Tanker either. He's something new. Oh, fantastic. But he sounds like Rhinox. Oh, yeah. But he can still do the Tankor voice, because he does it for, uh, for a little bit. I guess he does impressions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Rhinox kind of thing to do. And he's clearly evil because he's monologuing. But Oh, yes. Oh, and we get some nice uh, fascist imagery with uh, Megatron here. Yep. Yes. <laughs> to go along with their, their series logo. <laughs> yes. So I've been a maximal land of Viacon now. And now I see that Megatron's plan is perfect, with one exception. Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is he wrong? Like, ignoring the whole ethics of perfect mechanical Cybertron for a second. Is he wrong that the worst part of Megatron's plan is Megatron? He's right. He is not. He is yeah. perfectly right. But, yeah, evil, evil Rhinox is escalating pretty quickly here. Yep. It's just oh, suddenly... Uh, he does not make the usual mistake with monologuing, because immediately after he finishes, he decides to reprogram Diagnostic Drone to be loyal to him, using Diagnostic Drone's own torn-off arm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And also Diagnostic awesome. Drone makes a, a, a great oh. little noise when he starts reprogramming it. <laughs> it sounds Poor like it hurts. Guy. Yeah, so, oh, it doesn't sound fun. It's one of my favorite scenes in this entire series. Just Hankor laying out his plan, which was Megatron's plan, only better, without flaws. Yes. Now I'm oh. going to rule Cybertron. Oh, and just just the shot of him standing over Cybertron and flames. Oh, oh. gorgeous. Great. Uh, meanwhile, Night Scream is uh, being chased by Jetstorm and Thrust. He's kind of surfing in the air, and also his dumb hair is flipping up, so he looks like Ed Grimley. Uh <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's yeah, a, he. That's a pain that will linger. I must say. Uh, I... <laughs> Him flying in robot mode is not. Uh, it's it, he looks a lot like uh, Primal's old like air snowboard thing, yeah. but without a board under him. He's just sort of flying like he's surfing or something. Yeah. It's it's weird. And unsettling, and I don't like it, and it needs to stop. And he's got a hunchback like at it. the same time, so, like, the hunch, there's no way he can look cool doing that. No. I mean, there's and no then way his hair. he can look cool doing anything. Well, yeah. That's a fair well, point. That's a good point. His posturing just adds onto the, this ain't working. 
Yeah, yeah it, it doesn't look good. <laughs> well, yeah, he, fortunately, he crashes into a wall. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, so, so he there's there's a fight. The, the Maxim will show up again, but again, Black Rackney will not shoot Thrust. Oh. So, che- so Cheetor has to rescue her, which she is <laughs> not grateful for. Oh, uh, come oh, on. There's a sequence between Black Rackney and Jetstorm that's kind of fun, too. Yes. Yeah, and surprisingly Jet- flirting. Jetstorm has some really good lines yeah. in a playground sort of way. Yeah. <clears throat> He does the old missed me, missed me, now you gotta kiss me thing. Before he <laughs> pulls a rock down on top of him. Yes. yes. He's just so wonderfully juvenile. But he's, he's, yes. he's, he's wonderful to listen to, but he's such a side character in this episode. Yeah, and Is also Rat Trap called him Wingding, which made me smile. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a side character most of the time, and it's very sad. Yeah. He hasn't, I mean, thrust, and, I mean, I guess he's eventually going to get his own, like, his own episode, but thrust had a lot of big focus stuff, and Tankor had all this big focus stuff. Nobody cares about poor Jetstorm. <laughs> well, maybe I mean, that's something they'll fix in season two. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's because, you know, we, we know who Rhinot, who Tankor is, and we, we're pretty sure who t- thrust is, and we don't really care who Jetstorm is at this point. No. Because he's... Whoever he could be, he's more awesome as Jetstorm. Yeah. Right, I mean, we're yeah, only missing two guys, and there are three Viacons, so he's just got to be some schmo. <laughs> I guess. But he needs, he deserves to have more story. I guess you can't exactly have any angst with a character like that. Yeah, if he has angst, it ruins where's, the awesomeness that he is. Yeah, whereas yes. Thrust's storyline involves drama, and Tankor's involves drama... And his and world just, domination. His <laughs> jet storms can only involve drama in the coolest way. I mean, why As does Jetstorm want to be anybody but Jetstorm? Yeah. yeah, he's so great. Well, he could want to be somebody other than Jetstorm, so he could experience being around Jetstorm. This is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, I can go with that. So yeah, uh, Optimus gets to take off after uh, Night Scream and the Viacons, but the rest of the Maximals are stuck. Because a big Oops. rock falls on the hole, they chase them down. Rocks fall. No one dies. Yep. Yeah. Alas. So, so Tankor uh, finishes reprogramming the diagnostic drone and uh, gives him a new job. He has to find a particular energy signature that interests mm. him. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, something Optimus. he felt when he yes. was inside, when he was communing with Optimus. Yep. Mm. So nice, nice inter-episode uh, con- uh, continuity here. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of neat. Uh, meanwhile, Shades Jet- of the end of season two of Beast Wars. Yes. <laughs> meanwhile, Jetstorm, yes, father, I shall become a bat. <laughs> <laughs> and he has found how he became a bat uh, by finding a huge-ass bat skeleton. Look at the bones! Oh, well then. Yeah, that's a ridiculously big bat skeleton. No bats on Earth were ever that big. Well, I mean, this is Cybertron. You must have had yeah. huge-ass bats. But isn't Cybertron Maybe actually smaller than Earth? Well, that doesn't mean it didn't have huge-ass bats. Maybe well, it's not in this continuity. Well, if it's a smaller planet, it has less gravity, so the animals could grow bigger before having, like, not being able to fly or having issues with bone density. Yeah. There you go. Could have been. I, I just Yay, chalk, I just chalk it up to an ancient zoo that was buried underground. 
That does seem more likely than them being native. And for yeah. some reason, that possibility is never brought up. Aw. Although, maybe, well, I mean... Maybe they don't normally do that sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, there is a uh, there. He's in a whole cavern full of bones, uh, many of which appear to be from dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you there's, know, there's especially one really huge one that's like, I guess it's a carnosaur. It's hard to tell. I mean, what Isn't it that... is is the recycled model from uh, Beast Wars. Oh yeah, <laughs> remember that first episode? They scan all those dinosaur skeletons in that. Uh, Ooh, uh, that's oh, right. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. just a embiggened raptor head. Right. I was thinking it's the well, the, the, Megatron head, the Megatron head. Oh, yeah, I guess it's an anatomically incorrect T-Rex in that it's not really narrow. Yeah. And so we've, uh, I guess the bat is a new model, though. And it's a pretty cool-looking bat. Yeah. yeah. Somebody puts a lot of time into making that. So, yeah, Optimus, uh, Optimus gets there, and, you know, he realizes that, uh, you know... My inter- I must have crashed down here, and then my internal scanner scanned this bat, and then I turned into a bat. And then he has, like, he's starting to get some big survivor's guilt here. Yep, there's, he's he's breaking down those those walls he built around his heart <laughs> he, are he breaking shoot, down. He's shooting down the walls of heartache. Bang, bang. Yeah. He is the warrior. He is. No, he's not. He's so not. <laughs> Deathstorm shows up to hear this survivor's guilt expression and is happy to put him out of his misery. Yep. <laughs> I kind of agree with Jetstorm. And But they picked the wrong time to bother Night Scream because he just goes... He just goes ham on these Viacons. And it, yeah, I really he's like... He's not in the mood. It really looks good. He's got that big bat skeleton in the background. The, the sonic effects look good. I really like this. Oh, yeah. The... Cavern with all the other skeletons doesn't open up until after this. No. Yeah. So yeah. So they get blasted away. Uh, Team Rocket is blasting off again, of course. <laughs> and yeah, this there are all sorts of bones in there, and Optimus realizes that you know this means that Cybertron was organic once, hmm. or again it was a zoo, but this was a huge ass zoo. If so, well, sometimes there zoos are, are huge usually zoos. bigger than you'd think. Pretty big. That's true. Especially the good ones. Th- there's yeah. a, a large con- conglomeration of bones in one small area. So either it was like a zoo or something, it was a holding area for organics, or if we're buying the theory that Cybertron once had native life, this must have been a cave system where something would bear it, would kill things and drag the bodies in. Or, I mean, as often happens in fossil beds, something caused like a mass die-off, like a flash flood or a landslide or something. And presumably that's what happened, that killed this bat and all those dinosaurs. Or this is where Tarantulus' lab was before he stole the golden disc. This is also possible. <laughs> wow, that yes. makes a lot of sense. But suddenly, that explains a lot. Yeah. Tarantulus. And so, yeah, Night Scream says that you know, you know, look at all these bones. If if I I could have maybe saved more people, and they could have scanned these bones. Yeah, they totally would have been able to do that if you'd learned that they were here and what that meant and how to do that. All that stuff you learned after you met Optimus after surviving on Cybertron. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he could have no, I mean, he could have just. I mean, their bodies scanned the DNA, right? He didn't have to do anything. Yeah, but yeah, I did is, say that they had the DNA scanners, but he didn't mm-hmm. find it's, it. It's not that he had to do anything; it's that he would have had to understand what was going on enough to bring other people there. Right, but yeah. I mean, maybe if I hadn't been such uh, such an ass, maybe I could have saved people, which but, is probably true. Yeah, but not not the way <laughs> yeah. it was shown in his flashback. In his flashback, it was like, 
Everybody was getting killed. Mama Soundwave got killed. He ran away, fell down a hole, and woke up as a bat. So everyone else was already dead and dying by the point he found the bat. So he couldn't have saved anybody anyway, really. I mean, there might have been more stragglers, though. More night screams out there. Maybe a couple, but still, it's... And, you know, maybe he should feel guilty, because if he had gone up and tried to find survivors and try to get them to safety, maybe he would have been killed and not shown up in Beast Machines. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, a, a I, teenager needs no good reason to angst. They just I mean, this I, is will do it. I gotta say, this is kind of actually working for me. I, I'm feeling bad for Night Scream here. Yeah, it does kind of work that you almost like Night Scream. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess... And, and, I guess I'll you know, feel bad so, for him. So Primal commiserates, and they plant that seed by just throwing it in the dirt, which is not how you plant things. But okay, you're, you're robots. You don't understand that. <laughs> they don't know how plants work. Also not part of their understanding of how plants work. Plants need light to grow. And, and water. And also water. Yeah. And <laughs> well, water comes up next. Then again, I mean, this... This is the tree that they cut down, and it friggin' disappeared, so who knows? Yeah, Yeah, it's it's kind of a magic tree. tree. It it doesn't follow your rules. Might as well be Yggdrasil, or however you pronounce that. Yggdrasil. There you go. I knew you'd know. (laughs) Ooh, fancy. (laughs) And so, back back at uh, Casa Viacon... Uh, yet another attempt to purge Megatron of his uh, beast mode fails, despite the research. And so you know, he tells the the drone to get the frick out of here. Oh, but the the drone diagnostic drone says, "Oh, my calculations, everything. This should have worked. There's no way this could have failed unless subconsciously you wanted to stay organic." So he's just rubbing yes. it in Megatron. Whoa, dude. Oh yeah. Whoa, he's that's extra uh... sassy. Yeah, that's quite the allegation. Then he gets I'm kicked I'm kind of surprised there was still a diagnostic drone after that scene. Yeah. 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 That was... Uh, I guess along with the reprogramming to obey him, uh, Tankor also gave him a sassiness upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> he has an improved sassiness circuit. You now have an extra 10 gigs of sass. Ooh, that's a lot. And that's pretty impressive considering he was already running at 10 gigs of sass. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's got 20. So he leaves and then uh, calls uh, Tankor on his little flip phone. <laughs> or, uh, no, I guess it's more like a, what is that, like a razor? Yeah, it's a slide-out tablet. That would have been the cool a thing at the time. Okay, I'm, they kind of, like, pulled out instead of flipping. Oh, it, huh. That was definitely I, a thing. I had one like that at some point, like that, yeah. yeah. A slider phone. Well, it's, a slider phone. That's it's still a thing in some parts of the world, just not yeah. in America. <laughs> So yeah, it, it turns out that it failed because the diagnostic drone wanted it to. <gasps> because who wanted the diagnostic drone to do it? <sighs> it's evil Tankor Rhinox. Yep, and he thanks him for that information he got. He's found that energy signature. The Oracle! Dun, dun, dun! <gasps> dun, dun, dun. That is a great ending. Oh. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Everything's coming up. That's the ending that's making me root for Rhinox here. Yes. Yeah, this is, a, this is the end. That's the end of the episode. Yeah, that evil Tankor is really, uh, or evil Rhinox is really escalating here. Yes. Fat Tankor is aiming to win. Root for Fat Tankor. Yes. Yay! Yeah, this is. Uh... I, I wish he was just Fat Tankor. Well, 
he's much this, more pleasant. This show is really coming together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got, uh, I, you know, they, they kind of made the least likable character on the show kind of more likable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've now got a uh, the third faction plot sort of going here as uh, we learn Tankor's true intentions. Yes, from yep. the backstabber plot. <clears throat> and now the Maximals have a clear goal. Yeah. As, as opposed to running away and not getting murdered. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this, this is kind of like a... The ter- maybe the turning point for the series as a whole. Yeah, which is yeah, I'd buy that. Pretty good since it's what and dead in the middle of the. No, it's a little bit more than past the middle of the season. Yeah, we've yeah. only got three episodes left this season. We oh. are barreling down on the the grand finale. I guess it was yeah, this is... no organic war. <sighs> it's and a this shame is it... getting close to the end here. Yeah. Well, not the end, the end, but the end of the season. It's a shame it's taken this long to get here, but. It did kind of need a lot of setup to get here. It probably could. It also felt like it took a lot of time for it to get its legs. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, somehow, despite this being a Night Scream episode, it it all kind of comes together, and I I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was somehow miraculously not terrible, despite mm-hmm. being a Night Scream episode. Well, because yes. Night Scream is the A plot, Tankor is the B plot, and the B plot is doing That's a lot of heavy say. lifting. The B plot worked enough for me to, for me to forgive my quibbles with the A plot. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so that is uh, that is uh, Survivor. I think uh, you know we're uh, we are going to snuff the torch on this one, but uh, an enjoyable <laughs> episode. So uh, you can find us all over the uh, the internet. We are on Tumblr at uh, stasispod.tumblr.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com/stasispod, and we're on Twitter at at stasispod. And our RSS feed is hosted on iaconunderground.net, where you can also find our news show. And we are doing a Patreon now to help support this, uh, just to uh, not be paying hosting and, and such out of pocket, and mm-hmm. to uh, give throw a little money to our our beloved engineer, sound engineer here. Uh, and that is at Patreon.com/slash/iaconunderground. Yeah, so uh, toss us a little Skrilla, listeners. Anything in the Max mailbag? <clears throat> um, no, sadly. Nobody uses the mailbag anymore. Guys, there's cobwebs in there. Please yeah. fill it up. Cobwebs, <laughs> bunch of a bunch of bat skeletons. Or <laughs> Hate that. Send us something. An inaccurate or T-Rex skull. Suggest us Patreon-level rewards, because we don't have many right now. Yeah, we got to think up some of those. We will be your hired monkeys, yes. but you got to hire us. It's true. It's true. Well, there's ideas of things like we could review Transformers the movie, the animated one. Not the, well, a higher reward would be reviewing the Bay movies. <laughs> yeah, you'd Sometime. have to. We'd have to get a decent bit to do that. Yeah, you could make us watch Headmasters. Uh, uh, wait, would we would we be forced to watch the official subs or the Omni dub? I'm hoping that we can somehow acquire a copy of Life Can Be Sacrificed uh, for Peace on Earth. Yeah. Ooh. I know at some point there was a DVD set floating around that had, like, the, uh, like, nice cleaned up Laserdisc or DVD video with the Omni dubs as the audio <laughs> track. So maybe we can, we can come across somebody who's got some of those. Yeah. Yeah, because I think they, they took it off YouTube. 
Yeah, I I have a DVD that I actually got in England that has a bunch of, like, several Omni-dub episodes, but sadly that one is not among them. Darn that YouTube. I'll have to... I have to see if I can find the original VHS tape that that started the whole meme. Yeah, archive that before it's too late. Yeah, so yeah put it up right on the in. pedestal. And uh, but until then, you can join us next time, in which we we learn the secret of the ooze in the key. <gasps> dun dun dun. So until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Ah, David. Dumb movie. <sighs> oh, I'm paying attention to my cat. He's enjoying it. Just pay attention to cat. I need to go get a drink before next episode. Cat. Cat. Okay. <laughs> I'll stop paying attention to my cat at everyone. People need to buy my stuff. Singing a song for people needing to buy my stuff. Seriously, though, that is a huge ass bat. Yes, that is an unreasonably large bat. And I, I do like that, you know, as as we mentioned, he's just a bat. Just, you know, bat. Yes. It's not any particular kind of bat. He he has the characteristics of multiple kinds of bat. I mean, he's a fruit bat, he's a vampire bat, and he also has the echolocation abilities of like an insect eating bat. Yeah. Though I uh <laughs> I uh I managed to to keep myself from bringing up the the autofellating bats. Wait, what? Because there are some that can do that and well, it's not so much that they can do that as they'll just, you know, sit there licking their own business. Aren't they also one of the uh, few animals to perform uh, cunnilingus? I think so. Yeah, there's there's definitely some of that going on with some of them. Oh, bets. I mean, that's Night Scream does not strike me as somebody who uh, takes many trips downtown, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah... Oh, Night Scream. He's just going to complain about it, and you just, you just stop asking after a while. Yeah, you just don't, don't bother.